Welcome back to Current Affairs, our show about the stories of love gone fatally wrong that are in the news right now. Today, we're covering a pair of stories where the protesting partner of a murder victim ends up sliding into the main suspect seat. Before that, a quick update in a case we've been keeping track of, which is the murder of Rebecca Beliefnik. This case has been best known because the killer had once appeared on Family Feud as a contestant. In that appearance, which happened in 2020, host Steve Harvey asked, what's your biggest mistake you made at your wedding? Tim Bleefnick answered, honey, I love you, but said I do. In June, Bleefnick was convicted, leaving only the sentencing. At the sentencing hearing last Friday, Judge Robert Adrian let Bleefnick have it. You researched this murder. You planned this murder. You practiced this murder. You broke into her house and you shot her 14 times. Some of those shots were fired while she was lying on the ground, and you did all of that while your children were upstairs at your house lying snug in their beds. Bleefnik will now serve three life sentences. And now on to our main cases for today. On March 25th, Herbert Swilly took to Facebook to make the terrible announcement that his dearest friend and partner, Timothy Floyd Smith, had died. Earlier that day, Marion County Police had found Timothy dead inside of a home in the Citrus Park neighborhood, of Ocala, Florida. Herbert and Timothy, who was 59, had been married for eight years, and after Timothy's death, Herbert was left to pick up the pieces. Herbert, who owns a handyman service, quickly organized a GoFundMe to raise money for Timothy's funeral, along with a celebration of life for his friends. On August 1st, Herbert again went on Facebook to post a tribute. Today, I want to wish my husband, Timothy F. Smith, happy birthday. He would have been 60 today. I miss you so much, and I love you. I know you have your angel you always wanted, but to be true, you always had them. I wish you were here. It is hard without the one you love. I miss your smile and the fun times we had. It's hard not having you to talk to, but I still talk to you. I'll always love you and miss you. Love, Herbie. That was followed a week later by a post about their anniversary that read, I just want to wish you happy anniversary to my very loving husband. I know you are up there looking down on us and taking care of us. You will always be in my heart and thoughts. Jordan and I will celebrate our anniversary tonight out having dinner. I wish you could be here with us in body because I know you are here in spirit. It would have been eight years we've been married. To be honest, I miss you every day and I wish you were here. Life isn't the same without you. I miss your smile and your loving spirit. To let you know it's a very hard day because I know we would have had a great celebration. Love, Herbie. A horror movie called Love, Herbie here. Problem is, police are now looking at Love Herbie as a suspect. Shocker. Here's what we know so far. On March 23rd, Timothy went to his job as the director of an assisted living and memory care facility. Colleagues say that he left work around 4 p.m. that day. Those same workers, however, started to get nervous when he didn't show up to work the next day. A day after that, on March 25th, around 11 a.m., police were asked to perform a welfare check. It hasn't been reported clearly who actually requested that welfare check. What is clear is that what police found was a fairly brutal scene. Local outlets reported that Timothy's death was most certainly not of natural causes and that he had suffered a violent attack prior to his death. On Tuesday, August 8th, the same day Herbert posted his happy anniversary Facebook message, the sheriff's office announced that Herbert was now considered a suspect. What's more, they couldn't get in touch with him. 
A statement read, detectives spoke with Mr. Swilly at the earliest stages of the investigation and they have been trying to speak with him again. But his attorney has indicated that he will only cooperate if he is provided with immunity from prosecution for Timothy's murder. In the same statement, the sheriff's office identified Herbert's daughter, Jordan, as another person of interest. Quote, because Herbert and Jordan won't speak with the detectives investigating Timothy's murder about evidence that has been uncovered during the investigation, we are hoping that there are people in this community who may know things that could help us solve this case. Police are offering a $14,500 reward for information leading to an arrest. Timothy's friends have been stunned. An anonymous friend told People to hear about his unexpected passing was a shock, to say the least. Then to hear that it was a brutal murder? How and who? I mean, we had just seen him. How could this be? What happened to our friend? Said friend Candy Baker, his murder has left a huge hole in my heart and our city. I'm so grateful for all the media support and push to bring Tim's killer or killers to justice. We'll keep you posted as updates come in. Well, it's always innocent until proven guilty, but Herbie's not looking so good. It's not looking hot. In our second case, we head way, way north to Alaska. It was there that on August 6th, Saria Hildebrand went missing. The 21-year-old had moved to Alaska with her husband, Zarius Hildebrand, in January after getting married last December. Zarius is active military, while Saria was a member of the Alaska National Guard. On August 7th, Zarius called police and reported Saria missing. He said that a couple days earlier on Saturday, August 5th, they had been out celebrating his birthday and drank a lot. The next morning, Zarius claims that the very hungover Saria decided to walk to work at a restaurant called Bread and Brew, leaving at 10 a.m. and not taking her phone. Sus. When he didn't hear from her, Zarius started calling around to find her, including reaching out to hospitals and jails with no luck. When police started investigating, one of her coworkers told them that she received a text from Saria, or at least from Saria's phone, at 10.45 on the day in question, saying that she wasn't coming in. The coworker said basically you need to call the owner. Saria claimed to not have the owner's phone number. The coworker gave it to her, but the owner told police that Saria had never called. What's more, both the coworker and owner found the exchange extremely odd since they knew that Saria had the owner's phone number. Sure enough, police would later find the number under CEO of Bread and Brew. Police confronted Zarius, given that the text message was sent at 10.45, and he had said that she had left her phone at home after leaving at 10. Zarius said he could not explain how that had happened. On Tuesday, August 8th, police contacted Zarius at home. During the visit, they saw a package of sheets on the table and noted that the only bed in the house didn't have sheets. When they asked if they could look for Saria under the bed, Zarius said no. The detectives also saw two pistols on the kitchen table. Yikes. Well, it turns out that those sheets had been purchased on Sunday, August 6th, along with a mattress cover, hydrogen peroxide, and a spray bottle. Oh. Digging deeper, detectives discovered that a neighbor had called the police after hearing a gunshot at approximately 2.45 in the morning on Sunday morning, the night after Saria and Zarius had been drinking. On Wednesday, August 9th, Zarius posted a missing person poster on Facebook with the caption, updated information on my missing wife. Please share and repost. That same day, a search warrant was served on the couple's apartment, and it wasn't pretty. They found that the mattress was saturated with human blood. Using Blue Star, a chemical that makes cleaned blood visible, traces could be seen all over the bathtub and around the floors. 
Investigators also found the two handguns, one of which was fully loaded and one of which had a single bullet missing from the magazine. On Thursday, August 10th, detectives traced Zarius's phone to a Lowe's where he purchased a 96-gallon garbage can along with a mop and bucket. The detectives then located the garbage can in the back of a landscaping truck parked away from the couple's apartment complex. The can had blood but no other human remains. Using a drone, police searched the surrounding area and were eventually able to spot something that looked like a pillow in a storm drain. Investigators removed the lid and found remains that would be positively identified as Saria Barney Hildebrand. She had been shot once in the head on her left temple. On Friday, August 11th, Zarius Hildebrand was arrested and charged with first and second degree murder, as well as tampering with evidence. After the arrest, the Alaska Army National Guard released a statement that read, SPC Hildebrand took an oath to selflessly serve and defend not only the state of Alaska, but the entire nation, a commitment worthy of admiration and respect. Her untimely passing impacts everyone on the Alaska National Guard team. She will be sorely missed. Saria's mother, Meredith Barney, told reporters, she's always just been looking for the future, happy and really loved. She loved everybody. Everyone loved her. We will keep you posted as this case develops. For now, I'm Jesse Prey. And I'm Andy Cassette, signing off for Love Murder Current Affairs. 